Well, we learned this week that the B.C. government is improving its rebate program for electric vehicles to make them more affordable and accessible. Uh, It's uh, also looking at uh, a, a personal income cutoff points. To talk more about it, it's a pleasure to welcome back to the program the president of the Vancouver Electric Vehicle Association. Harry Constantine is back with us. Good morning, Harry. Welcome back. Good morning, sir. Good to have you with us this morning, sir. Now, Harry, let's talk a little bit about the the BC rebates and the new changes. And I think the most important one to recognize is the threshold. They have a cutoff now because that was kind of an annoyance for a lot of people. If you've got enough money to afford an electric vehicle, especially one of the Latida ones, then chances are you don't need a rebate, even though there's one available to you. So now there is a cutoff. If you make beyond point X, you're not eligible for a rebate anymore. Were you on side with that decision? That's a great question. Uh, I think, obviously, the more electric vehicles on the road that we can get, the better. Um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to electrification, um, the income thresholds. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they um, how they impact uh, sales. Okay. I, I don't know that they will when we're um, well that much. And in fact, really the. The, the increase that we're seeing, um, it's going to be, I'm interested to see how the BC government explains where this, how much money we have available and how they're being able to increase that um, and how, how long these are going to last. Mm-hmm. Um, Can we talk about the specifics? The Now that we know there is a threshold beyond which you're not eligible, you don't qualify for rebate of any description, but let's talk about what, what is available for those who do qualify, please. Yeah, so um, it's varying depending on the um, depending on your income as well, uh, and depending on um, the vehicle that you're getting. But essentially, it's up to uh, four thousand dollars. They've increased from three thousand dollars for um, most eligible people um, for a better for a fully electric vehicle. Okay, or an increase of about thirty um, percent. So now, must the vehicle be a fully electric vehicle, Harry, or can it be a hybrid? Uh, in, in terms of describe describe the types of vehicles that are eligible under the EV rebates. Now, I I, I wasn't quite prepared enough to have it all right in front of me this morning. I'm afraid so, but uh, but I believe battery electric uh, plug-in hybrids are as well, but they're uh, eligible for a lower lower amount. Right, exactly, and that there's so there's a lower range plug-in s- schedule, and there's a full fuel cell electric schedule, and depending on the type of vehicle is where you where you go to find out what you qualify for. And again, as you point out, there are income thresholds that there, it, it really is a little more complicated right now. Ultimately, though, do you think it's a good? It's it's, a, it's an improvement, Harry. I think it's a, I think it's an improvement. I think what we what we really need to see though is. Um, and this is really an adjustment for uh, inflation and the increase of uh, cost of everything going up these days. Sure. Uh, particularly when it comes to um, technology uh, supply chains. Um, I think what we really need to see coming out of government in the next little while, though, is um, more support for the infrastructure to support these vehicles. Right. We're, we're encouraging people to, to go electric, but we're um, we're and we're seeing supports in place, but we, we don't have the infrastructure in place yet. And, we, um, and we're struggling to get that into, uh, into buildings. And then the other, um, the other piece of it is we really don't have any um, 
real strong mandates that are requiring us to get electric vehicles into into the province or even into the country. We are seeing um, that people uh, have an appetite for an electric vehicle. People want an electric vehicle, but we're we're not um, we're not getting them into the dealerships because of the supply chain issues for one. Um, but we also, uh, as time moves on, we're going to start losing out to places where they have these mandates, where they are required to sell a certain percentage of, of electric vehicles year on year to meet that 2035 target of only vehicle sales. But as I understand it, Harry, electric vehicle sales, electric vehicles of all descriptions, uh, plug-ins, et cetera, et cetera, are yeah. on, on the rise. And in British Columbia, more uh, electric vehicles are sold than anywhere else in Canada. So you must be pleased by that reality. Absolutely, yeah. They, I believe the number was seventeen percent um, of uh, of electric vehicle of vehicle registrations being um, electric or uh, zero emission vehicles, which was which is very exciting to see. Um, and you know, BC being being a leader in that is it, go, it goes to show what um, what these programs are doing mm-hmm. um, and, and the steps that the the BC government and the Ministry of Transport over here have have done to to enable um to enable that to happen. Yeah, but back to your point originally, uh, uh, the whole matter of infrastructure, Harry, as, as you study, and you're the president of the Vancouver Electric Vehicle Association, you study everything that comes across your desk, and you know <laughs> that the biggest holdback for a lot of people who are on the bubble and looking at electric vehicles as their next purchase option is infrastructure. They're just not at all convinced that they can be charged effectively and over long distances or whether it's around the neighborhood, and that's, that's the hold back so that infrastructure that you talked about is critical going forward isn't it it really is and and we need to see that kind of there's two there's always two aspects when it comes to charging infrastructure so being able to charge at home uh, slowly like overnight without any issue and um and we're seeing now industry pop up around that we're seeing uh new businesses form uh just to support uh strata's uh install electric um charging and the uh, yeah um so that's so that's exciting to see but that's really just out of the complexity of uh of the grant process and the the nrcan and the bc government grants and bc hydro grants um to get that in and then the other part of it is uh the, the long distance infrastructure and really in um most places south of um south of Prince George right now, you can get most places on a fast charging network. Um, but we're really going to be at a point where we're max, where we're saturating that, uh, that charging soon. Um, so we really need to start uh, private industry stepping up um, and places uh, like the on the go chain um, are, coming in, moving into British Columbia. They're opening up some stores soon and on Vancouver Island. Um, and they're moving in with like the four charger stores at some of their forecourts. So it, it, it's improving. Uh, it's improving. It's improving. We're at a point where we can get everywhere. But if we, um, if we are uh, to add too many more vehicles to the to the situation too fast, we we may start seeing wait times, and that will will also be a deterrent. But Indeed, I don't. I think we're uh, we're at, right now moving at 
at a, a good pace on that, but we, we need to make sure that the momentum's kept up. All right. Vancouver Electric Vehicle Association has a website. Google it. There's lots more information about rebates for electric vehicle purchasers in our province. And our uh, thanks to Harry Constantine, the president of the Vancouver Electric Vehicle Association. Great to have you back on the show, Harry. Thanks. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.